0: Good morning, everyone. We have folks from the Juno Chamber of Commerce here today. Executive Director Craig Dahl and Executive Assistant Maggie McMillan are here with me today. But I suppose it won't be Assistant much longer, ah, huh, Maggie?
1: No.
2: Not much that's, longer. That's the
0: rumor.
1: Bring us up to speed, Craig Good morning, Kevin. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, doing good. yeah, we've got a couple of things to talk about today. Um, as announced at our annual dinner, um, I'm stepping down as executive director from the chamber, um, effective November 1st. Actually, I was thinking right now ought to be my last official um, act, but
0: last radio appearance. Yeah, last
1: radio appearance. No, um, I'm actually going to continue on with the chamber. Um, going to be working on doing the government affairs, but um, on a much reduced schedule.
0: You've been doing and this since 2015, right? Yeah,
1: I've been doing this since tw- 2015. It'll soon be eight years. And uh, Maggie joined the chamber three years ago. In fact, I think we were discussing, um, she came to work and how many days later? The next day <laughs> the we next had a day, shelter in the place. The next day we had the shelter in place. So we didn't exactly have a smooth uh, opening of uh, getting welcoming her to the chamber, Um. But she's done great. Um, we've worked well together the last three years, and it's an appropriate way to uh, have a smooth transition. Um, again, I'll, I'm staying, but it, you know I'm going to be around on much uh, short, much shorter hours, a little more time on the boat and uh, in the yard and in my shop and. Um, I can't tell. I can't help but tell a story or two. You know, that's you know that's what I'm known for, I guess. But be you know, I've been. A story. I, uh, sure. I told the uh, well, I told the people at the dinner. I've been working since twelve. I twelve. I started picking strawberries in a berry field in Bellingham, Washington, and uh, it was my first job. I earned thirty-seven dollars, and worked my tail off for that thirty-seven dollars. A but day or an hour? For the entire season. For the entire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, no. no entire, entire season. Um, I, I won't explain how sl- I was apparently a slower berry picker than, than oh, wow. some. And then I uh, I moved on to becoming a, a paper boy and did that actually in three different cities, Bellingham and Ketchikan and eventually Juneau. Mm. But I've always had a job of some kind. I, I realize it wasn't full time when you're a 12 year old. But so I've worked 61 years, and I think it's uh, it's time to kick back a little bit and and uh, and enjoy life. And I think the fun part, the really and it truly is the fun part. Uh, the Chamber is a great organization, and uh, since maggie's been there it's uh been a real pleasure to come to work every day we've had a lot of a lot of projects it's ha- truly has been a team, and i'm totally comfortable with uh stepping back uh, probably the hardest part for me will be to come in the door in the morning and go to my office and leave her alone <laughs> and uh, and let her do her job but um excited and at the same time kind of scary <clears throat> um, I'm sure everybody that goes through this, you kind of go, well, I have, in fact, I have a book next to my recliner that says, now what are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, I'm sure I'll figure out lots to do, but um, yeah, it's kind of a big step. But um, anyway, I'm sure Maggie's got some thoughts and she's already, you know, already trying to keep me out of the way. So,
0: well, it's been three years, Maggie. I mean, what do you think now? <laughs>
2: It's so funny for the last, you know, three years, I've joked with Craig that one day I was going to, I would either retire with him or I would take his job one day. And I'm glad that I didn't have to retire with him and that we still get to work together because we do work so well together. This gives him an opportunity to focus on what he's great at, which is government affairs and gives me um, an opportunity to focus on member management and events, which is what I kind of love to do. Um, so, I'm really excited. I don't know why I have to start on the first because it's a Tuesday. So, I might pretend like I'm an executive director next Monday. I
1: think that's okay.
2: I can wear a Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm going to actually dress like Craig for a little Halloween. Bit of flex
1: scheduling. Yeah, yeah. I'll be on vacation, so she actually has to officially take over. I'm um, wearing a
2: blazer on Monday, Kevin. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, now let's talk about something you were the top dog of here, Maggie, which was the chamber dinner. Uh, what do you have to say about uh, about the event?
2: Well, it was my first chamber dinner, and it was actually when Craig hired me, the chamber dinner was the reason I took the job at the Chamber of Commerce. My degree is in hospitality, and event planning is, is my jam. So um, we got to host our first one in three years, and we did... All That Glitters, a celebration of mining, and Hecla and Core were our major sponsors, along with AML, and it was a fantastic event. Um, It was sold out. Tons of fun! It was so good to see people smiling and interacting with each other again. And um, it was definitely exactly what I imagined it would be. And, and our team worked really, really hard on it. Couldn't have done it without our events committee and and our board supporting all the efforts. But it's it's a lot of work to throw a party like that. Oh, I
0: walk in there through a mine added entrance and I'm you know, greeted with a train
1: you know, it, you know do Jerry Harmon completely went over the top um, he he kind of said look I've got this leave me alone and and uh, he did and he did an amazing job when he said something we, we, we were hoping he could bring some paraphernalia to sit around Centennial Hall and kind of represent mining and he said something like well how about a train and we go sure well we didn't realize he meant a real train and uh, that was a real steam locomotive sitting on railroad tracks, and it took a very, very large forklift and a whole bunch of people to get that through the doors of Centennial Hall. Um, I believe it. So uh, pretty pretty incredible. Not to mention the full-size horse that was standing pulling the pulling the cart, uh, which itself was a collector's item. But, it was from uh,
2: AJ Mind. It was their freight wagon.
1: Freight wagon for AJ, yeah. They carved, but they carved that horse out of, as I understand it, six blocks of uh, foam that were glued together. And it was a full size anatomically correct horse um, that Jerry made happen just in time for the dinner. So uh, and the whole crew at both Kensington and Greens Creek came out to help us uh, put everything together. And uh, it was it was fun. Um, in fact, I just talked to somebody early this morning from uh, Kensington that said he had a, just a total blast just helping set up for the dinner, not to mention coming to the dinner. So good event. And, and during the
0: awards, you gave a thanks of, to Harmon as well.
1: Well, it actually
2: just happened to work out <laughs> this year. Oh, okay. um, we recognize a Lifetime Achievement Award winner. We started doing that award in the late 80s, and we've given out 26 Lifetime Achievement Awards since that has happened, but uh, Jerry was nominated, and our past presidents uh, went over the applications, and it just happened to be the one that got picked this year, but super well-deserved for a Lifetime Achievement Award. He's been uh, the founder and president of Gold Rush Days for 30 years. He was a minor in this community for over 40 years. Uh, When he took the award, he just said, he was so humble, and he goes, I just really like to volunteer, and you can totally see that it's any anything jerry can help with he will help with and so it was very cool to be able to recognize him especially in a room full of minors who have such respect and know him in a professional um, capacity to also see that the community also recognizes him for all he does i think it was a pretty special moment
1: it it also was not planned but jerry was the winner of the cruise Holland America cruise for two and, the, and uh, pretty special. So he had an amazing, uh, uh, amazing evening.
0: It wasn't just the train and the horse. Then. It wasn't
1: just the train <laughs> and the horse. So, <laughs> But uh, I assume he got the locomotive out there. I haven't checked. but
2: <laughs> Yeah, we were there on the Monday after moving everything out and he was there. He was the first guy there. Last one to leave.
1: And, and, and you know, my and just another comment. I this is the chamber's biggest fundraiser of the year. It's, um, and I won't say it's the only, but it's certainly one of the few uh, dress-up affairs that Juno has. And um, uh, again, Maggie mentioned that the- Its absence was felt. Yes, and it it, uh, sold out right away. And people were anxious to come back as many events have experienced the last few months. Um, We just can't thank everybody enough for their participation, for showing up, for uh, bidding on lots of items, and having a great evening. It was a lot of fun.
0: And- the Lifetime Achievement Award, that that went to Harmon, but there was also the Citizen of well, there's the actually, Awards.
2: We had two Lifetime Achievement Awards. We'll go back one. Uh, Rosemary Hagovic, who had passed away earlier this year, also won a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, her son, Bill, was in the audience to get the award for her. But um, people who know Rosemary know that she was a powerhouse in this town. Um, she served on the Assembly, the Hospital Board, the Alaska Committee, and that's just to name a few. Um, She had a reach that went outside of this community, through the state, through the country, and uh, she's greatly missed. But it was very cool to uh, be able to honor her and for Bill to be in the audience. And then for lifetime or for Citizen of the Year, so we've been doing Citizen of the Year since 1977, and this year we gave it to the Barons family, Candy and Dick Barron's. Um and they were recognized for the work as Rotarians um, for the work they do with the Community Foundation board, and for all the work they've done um, in honor of their son Mac. like they built the Mac Shack, which is my son's favorite place to go at Boy Scout Beach. and they also have the Mac Barron Scholarship at the UAS. So none really well-deserving group of people but and since we've been giving out gold pans we've given out 52 which is pretty crazy I did that this like 52 52 well deserving people who have made this community a better place and I look forward to giving out that year every ever or giving out this award every year because it's such an important thing to do to and, recognize these people
0: and, and Craig highlight these these awards why why give them out why why the chamber give them out
1: well you know um, I'm sure there's a lot of rewards, reward, awards that we could give out. Um, this seems to be the important thing to recognize that there are people that volunteer all the time. You know, communities move forward not because of everybody's jobs, but how many volunteer hours go out to do that. Mm-hmm. And some people do it um, in a year or two. Some people literally spend a lifetime at it. And uh, we have so many. In fact, it's actually hard. We, there are, this is a very giving community. And and trying to recognize the people for what they do is actually kind of a difficult job, but um, we feel it's important to keep that out there and um, really respect every one of the recipients that we've had over the years.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, any thought put into next year's event?
2: So I can't share the theme yet, though we have a couple stewing around. But the date, I can give you that. It's okay. gonna be October 14th, and it will be at Centennial Hall. As hoping that all their construction and everything is wrapped yeah, and ready. Yeah, you just barely
0: squeezed in for this one.
2: Yep, we got and so they're they're ready for us though. So October fourteenth, we will hopefully be back at Centennial Hall for another amazing sold out so annual dinner.
1: Save the date, and you might as well call Maggie now and make your reservation. So
2: <laughs> I'm going to start a list early. <laughs>
1: well, let's go ahead and start working on that list during the
0: break. We'll be right back and we're back with members of the juno chamber we've got craig doll and maggie mcmillan so we're coming off the city election voter turnout in the by mail election was about 35 percent this year this was more than in 2019 which i which was 31 percent. and by then we didn't have by mail i was curious what observations
1: you had well i think overall it was a good turnout um and i think uh the rejection rate was very, very small. I think it was what, 200 and some uh, ballots that ended up not getting, um, processed for one reason or another. Um, that's, I was listening to the mayor this morning on your radio program. So I think that's what she said. Um, you know, people have to get comfortable with this at the end of the day. It, it works. Um, I know everybody has a different opinion on it, but there's been places like Oregon that have been voting by mail for, uh, a number of years. And, uh, if done right, I think it brings more people to the table to get their votes in.
0: And, and the accessibility, too. There was the ballot drop boxes as well.
1: The drop boxes worked, and I think the uh, the fact that they paid the postage this time helped. I think I there was remember. a problem with that the last time around. I remember that. And uh, if you're going to send me a ballot, pay for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also discussed at that meeting over at the Assembly was uh, tax abatement. and. I understand the ordinance was to make tax abatement area-wide, not just downtown, but it seemed that the discussion centered around the length of tax abatement. Yeah, I
1: think that they uh, they spent a lot of time talking about it and some discussion that it should be a shorter term, um, six years versus 12 years. Um, you know, really the, the benefit to encourage a builder to develop, um, quite frankly, the longer that abatement goes, the more incentive there is to do it. Um, you know, the city's in kind of a tough um, well, I shouldn't say a tough position, but it is their responsibility to help develop housing. And it just happens that tax abatement is a very common incentive uh, used by governments to uh, to encourage uh, investment. Um, a lot okay. of times you see it when there's a big commercial enterprise coming in where they'll waive property taxes for some period of time, five years, 10 years. Um, the, the upside to that is they also bring employees uh, they create construction jobs I mean there is a there's an upside to the economy not just the, not just the tax that the city may be giving up in that process
0: and so that when when we say abatement that's what we're saying it's tax exemption for that length of that's time that's correct yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, not, it's not deferment it's an abatement so um, um, but again you got to look at if that it, again if it develops housing uh, there's a lot of jobs created families um, you know it's It's a boost to the economy. It's not a negative.
0: And plus, we've got the proposal over by Fred Meyer during the break. We were also talking about other housing developments since the beginning of the pandemic. But we got this 400-unit one over there. But I saw that there are some staffing challenges over at the Planning Commission. I I wondered what this will happen to the pipeline. I I think
1: that um, I I think that there was an ordinance which got pulled last night from the agenda about shortening the area. cutting back the number of meetings for the planning commission which is counterintuitive to where we are right now we need to speed things up not slow them down but community development has a real staff it's a it's a real staffing problem and it's not just a matter of having bodies it's they need trained people in there to help move these things forward Um, that project the 400 plus i think it's 440 units you know that's going to get a lot of discussion i know that there's uh, concerns over traffic and and uh, green belts and those type of things but at the end of the day that's a that's a large number of housing units to uh, help solve our problem
0: Mm. now we were talking about uh, the executive director transition in the first part of the program but we have not quite addressed the board transition
1: well, so yeah, so um, it's that time of year. And actually, we skipped, uh, we skipped our September action lines. We didn't get a chance to report on this. But uh, we have two directors who termed out. Uh, Mike Satry and Bruce Denton have both served six years on the board. Um, and then their uh, comments and resources are going to be really be missed on the board. So we had two openings. And elected to the board are Heather Nelson um, who's the HR director for uh, Heckler Greens Creek, and um, and Roger. Um why did my name just Roger go? Calloway. Roger Calloway. I know Roger well. Oh, geez, baby. You, yeah. you start today, man. I guess that's when <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the guy to go. Can't remember. Uh, Roger's the owner of Reliable Transfer, and Roger's been on our Government Affairs Committee for a number of years, and so it's an easy transition for Roger to step up um, and serve on the board. So, we're li- And Heather, of course, was very active on the Events Committee. She's actually been on that for about a year and a half. So we're looking forward to the two of them uh, joining the board. And then um, a, a couple months prior to the actual election, we had another director resign, and that position was filled with Kara Hollettes. Um Kara works for Airlift Northwest, and um, she's also, of course, Kara's been involved in um, uh, the Alaska Committee uh, and a variety of projects. And so we're looking forward to uh, Her- Heather, Kara, and Roger uh, joining the board. Interestingly enough, we have two Ironman finishers. And both, they're both women. Both Kara, both Kara and, and Heather ran the Ironman and uh, finished, and uh, so uh, we know they have the stamina. So it's it's real good. Um, the other transition, of course, that, yeah. <laughs> the other transition is uh, Wayne Jensen stepped down as president of the chamber. S- uh, served his year. Uh, John Blasco has stepped into that role, and uh, Laura McDonald has was uh, elected to president elect. So she'll follow. John Blasco in that position, so uh, three new directors, um, new leadership, new executive director. It's all good. Well, Maggie, come
0: November first, I guess it'll be you and Blasco.
2: Yeah, John and I are looking forward to it, and I'm we're really. Also, I'm also really looking forward to working with Laura a year out from now too. So it's exciting, exciting transitions.
1: Yeah. Very good. Anything either of you'd like that? The next time I talk to you, it'll be really serious about government things. (laughs) It's been fun, fun, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Thanks for that, Craig. (laughs) Maggie, we'll talk more.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us, Kevin.
0: And thank you for listening. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off. It'll be docks and Harbors next time.